0: Greetings listeners, this is Jason, your friendly co-host, with a quick pre-show announcement. First of all, I'd like to apologise to Mitch and everyone for the massive delay on this episode. Mitch and I recorded this about three months ago, but I've been struggling to find the time to do the editing. The announcement is also related to this, as me and Mitch are currently both struggling to find the time to make the podcast as awesome as we want it to be. Plus, I'm now in the lead-up to my next Kickstarter, which is going to eat up all my spare time for the next few months. So we're going on a little bit of a hiatus. I don't know exactly when we'll be back, but we will be back. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Table Pop, episode 10. My name is Mitch Otini. I'm an author, comic book collector, uh, toy collector, and bead grower.
0: Um, My name is Jason Kotze-Yang, and I'm a guy.
1: You're a guy into games. Yeah, I'm just a guy. You're a game developer. I I guess, yes. a graphic designer.
0: Those are things that I do, but I don't have a beard, so we can't talk about that. And
1: you make sauerkraut.
0: I haven't in a while. No? No. I
1: think I have some of yours in the fridge still.
0: Oh, really? Maybe I should take it back. Because I'm just using store-bought stuff now because I don't have time.
1: I'll have a look for you. Yeah. Um,
0: it's not y- the same.
1: Yeah, so we've been going for about a year now. I checked the uh, first pod was up in uh, late April.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're on episode nine? I thought it was ten. I thought it was 9
1: i We'll have to have a look. We're, I don't think, which-
0: we're not including the appendix, I don't think. I don't no. think it's in the regular chronology. Okay. So probably nine actual podcasts all up, but ten... Nine... No, ten... I- ten,
1: ten Oh Jesus. That's okay. I checked it before. I think it's 10, but we'll have a look. It doesn't matter. Um,
0: Numerical systems, they're fun.
1: Yeah, that appendix kind of threw it out a bit. Um so
0: I I, why is it called an appendix?
1: I think it was only 20 minutes. It, okay. was, it was it wasn't tacked on to anything. I think we just did a quick one.
0: Oh, yes, yes. There, there 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 was no uh central theme to the episode.
1: Yeah. Um so what's been going on lately? I, I had Supernova.
0: Yeah, you've got a list of
1: things written I've down. I've got a list of things. I um, I went to Supernova on the Gold Coast, and I had uh, three days there. And that was heaps of fun. Met some independent game makers, had a chat to them. Uh, they seem to be doing pretty well. Um, I have been off sick lately. I've had a week off. Um, I managed to think of about two games to create, so that kept me busy for a week and uh, took me three days to... Get everything ready for one of the games which I played last night. I play-tested it, and it just needs a lot of work. Everything needs a lot of work. So much work that I really am not that motivated.
0: Well, uh, Ragnarol is uh, probably coming up to around two and a half years now. Really? And, like, that, that. like I've always been developing and developing, and it's got better and better over time. Like, it's changed a lot, and I am I can see the end now. Like, I, I've got a few things to do, and I'm just kind of trying to lock in timing windows. I've started to get Final Art and everything. So it's almost there, but it really has taken, like, two, two and a half years in order to get, like, that kind of complex a game done.
1: How do you and stay motivated of, for the one game?
0: Uh, well, you've got to make sure it's a good game and that, like, like you, you want to do it, like... I'm doing Ragnarok because that's a game I want to play that I want to see on the marketplace. That, Like, once it's there, it's a game that I want to play.
1: Well, when I created this game I call Monstrum, I played it and I went, this is probably too basic. But that's kind of what I was going for. So I do have a lot of other ideas that I can try and incorporate into it. So I am motivated a bit to continue. But I, as you said, like, two and a half years in, Monstrum is only three days old, so... Mm. I've got a lot ahead of me. I mean, I hope I stay motivated and get it out there. I'd like to kickstart it.
0: H- Hedron I did in nine months, I think. Mm. But that was I specifically like gave myself like design goals. Like, okay, I want to get this done in nine months. I'm not going to do like variable player powers. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep like like a balanced kind of closed system, and just go from there and like make hard decisions and get it done.
1: That's what has to be done. Yes. So, what is this part about?
0: Uh, this pod is about aliens. Alien. Or the alien film franchise. Yes. Not Which? just aliens, but it's about multiple alien films. Yeah. Not necessarily aliens films.
1: Not the the Geiger alien xenomorphs, but more the alien genre in general? No, 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 the first one. The first one, okay. The first one. Yep.
0: Yeah. okay. I was just making jokes on the fact that there's Alien is the film franchise, it's based on the Alien film, mm-hmm. but Aliens is the second movie, so it
1: gets confusing. It does. I remember it being confusing. Um, I remember watching Alien 1, or Alien, uh, when I was in high school, and just not li- liking it that much. I remember because everyone was telling me that the Alien actually doesn't come out for 45 minutes into the film, and I thought, well, I'm going to sit there for 45 minutes and wait for this Alien. But I watched it again a couple of weeks ago, and I loved it. Okay, cool. You watched it. You watched it recently as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I I rewatched re- re- all the three films recently.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. And the, your favorite?
0: Um, I think I like them in chronological order. Although I I do still have like a sweet spot for Aliens. Like I think like Alien is probably like it's a stronger film compared to what everything else was around at the time. Like it's a more pioneering film, mm-hmm. so I've got more respect for it, but. I think Aliens is generally more enjoyable. It's got more guns in it. It's got more guns. More it, battles. It's, it's got more one-liners.
1: And more than one alien in it. Yes.
0: It does have aliens, as the film title says.
1: Yeah, I remember watching Aliens and everyone talking about it and watching it and watching it, and then Alien 3 came out, and it's just being so different. Mm. You know, the prison planet, and uh, I think the alien splices with a dog from memory.
0: Yeah, so uh, Alien 79, Ridley Scott. It was, like, a very expensive movie for what it was, and it was also, like, very unique. Mm-hmm. And then they filled up with Aliens, which was 86, James Cameron. So it's, you know, you can feel the guy that made the Terminator and that's gone on to make Avatar in that film. Like, it's a much more blockbuster action movie. So you have, like, a small kind of almost horror movie, and then the scope just gets bigger, and then they shrink it back down again for Alien 3 in 92 which is directed by David Fincher mm-hmm. who's gone on to do um Flight not, Club yeah who, who hasn't gone on to do more action or, or, or more kind of horror movies he has kind of kept a I guess I guess a more art house more independent streak yeah
1: so what did you think of Alien 3 do you like Alien 3 I, I love Alien 3 it's definitely one of my favourite I would go Aliens Alien 3 than Alien probably mm-hmm. but um I don't know, I liked Alien Three for a lot of reasons. I mean It it got it got really bad reviews
0: when it came out. Did it? A lot like a lot of people really don't like it. You've probably have you got like the
1: special edition one? I I haven't got any of them. Okay. No. But I, if they ever release a box set and I'm talking Alien Aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, Aliens vs Predator, A V P two Requiem, Predator One, Predator Two, I'd buy that.
0: They've definitely got the t- the tetralogy, I think, is what they call it, which is the four films.
1: Blu ray, 1080. Mm. I'd probably sit there on a weekend and watch it.
0: With um Alien, Aliens, they're definitely studio films. They are definitely big blockbuster bluster films. Where David Fincher came in on Alien Three, mm. and there's a lot, there was a lot of tension in in the room between the producers and the director. So uh, there's there's two kind of cuts, and there's like the basic okay. This is the cut the film studio put out. And then there's when they went back and did, like, the DVD releases. They've got an assemblage cut, which everyone else went back and did, like, a cool director's cut. But David Fincher is like, no, fuck you guys. I don't want to ever touch that again. You ruined that movie. Um, Sounds like David Fincher. So they've put together an assemblage cut based on kind of his notes and what he wanted to do.
1: Oh, that's cool. Might have to check that out. Yeah, so
0: the... I only just thought of that because you talked about the dog. Yeah. And in the assemblage cut, it's actually from an ox.
1: An ox? Yeah. On the prison planet?
0: Yeah. Huh. So, like, in kind of the alien lore, what actually happens is that, like, whoever it ingests, whoever yeah. the yes. alien not ingests... slices with. Yeah, whoever you, whoever you go inside and then grow out of, yep. you, like, take on a little bit from that. That's right. So, Finchin's original alien was supposed to be, like like, a big, bullish kind of thing. Whereas the one in the Alien 3 like, commercial release is just like a more like a dog thing. It's a little bit
1: cute. And it can run on the roof and run in tunnels. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and we don't talk about Alien Resurrection? No, we, we don't. don't the, 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 all the movies do right. <laughs> I really like Alien Resurrection. I know I, I just want to say I that. I know. Isn't that Whedon? Joss Whedon did it? He wrote uh,
0: J- it? J- Joss Whedon um, wrote it. And then like Fincher did, he said, don't ever talk to me about that movie. They ru- ruined it. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry, everybody. I'll never do it again.
1: Did you like their AVP movies?
0: Um, no, mainly just because it sounds like a sex acronym. I never liked the first
1: one. I thought it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. The AVP Requiem, which I think was directed by two guys who are actually effects artists, they did a really good job. Oh, I can't remember it. No. I, th- I thought Predators was okay. Predators, yeah. I remember that being okay. Should we talk about the games?
0: Yeah, let's go Let's go straight to the games. Like We're, we're assuming that if you've listened to this podcast that you've... Seeing the films, you're kind of interested in it. Obviously, there's going to be spoilers, etc., etc. et cetera.
1: But um, we just finished playing, maybe 10 minutes ago, um, Legendary Encounters.
0: Colon Alien. I think there might be a couple of colons in there.
1: there is a, yeah, there is an extended title. I think it's... Um, but that's one of my grievances, which mm-hmm. I'll get into later. But um, I'd never really heard of it before until you had brought it over or told me about it. So Legendary Encounters is a deck-building game based on the four... Three Alien movies. Three. There's technically four in the box. I don't know. I think
0: they just made up a fourth Alien movie and put it in the box. I've never heard of it before.
1: Okay. Um, But the actual game itself is based on what I found out, a Marvel superhero game called Legendary. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that or played it.
0: So um, both of these games are put out by a not-traditional board game publisher by Upper Deck, who actually used to make baseball cards. That surprises me. Um, and so they've kind of, you know, got okay. This is a deck building game, which is a pretty popular genre. It has been for a while, um, and they're like, okay, let's put a theme on this, and let's make people that like like superheroes or like aliens buy a big box of cards. And it is a big box, and there is a lot of cards in there.
1: I read there were five hundred cards. It, uh, I'd, I'd say Over five hundred. Okay,
0: maybe five hundred and one.
1: When I saw Upper Deck, the first thing I thought of was collecting basketball cards when I was in high school. And I was thinking, maybe they went to these guys to create a game, or did do you know if they went to them just to do the, the actual quality of the cards? Because they're nice quality.
0: I would say it would be the other way around. I'd say what Upper Deck would have approached um,
1: the film company I to license the game. I think it was 20th Century Fox, from memory. It was on the board. Um, yeah, so that's based on a, a Marvel superhero game called Legendary. Um, it's, Lunar Encounters is uh, cooperative, so we've got to work together. Regional art, there's no movie stills or anything like that. It's all drawn. Uh, two players must work together to fight. Two or more. Or, oh, yeah. oh, no, actually, one or more. One or more? So how many... Is it one to four players? Or I think it's one to five. Yeah. Be interesting to play five people. Because mm-hmm. you kind of have to sit in front of this material board. Yeah, so uh, I, I should
0: probably actually explain how the game plays. So it's a a deck-building game, which is a a popular genre of games, and the way a deck-building game works is that you build a deck over the game. And generally, there's kind of like two key things that you're doing, is that you're trying to get uh, buy cards, and buy cards give you money, which let you buy more cards, and you're also trying to get what in this game are strike cards, and strike cards either let you scan rooms in order to identify aliens, or actually attack those aliens. So as you go throughout the game, you get more buy cards, more strike cards, but also cards with special abilities, and you put those into a discard pile, and eventually that discard pile gets reshuffled and it becomes your deck. So your deck, which starts as like just uh, a few general, like not-too-great guys, a grunt, a specialist, and then you get more and more guys, so you become more and more powerful, and you actually, as you get towards the end of the game, you've got all these combos, you're drawing extra cards, you're discarding cards to get special abilities, you're playing cards at other people's turns so they get extra abilities... So, you start from a, a very simple game and the complexity increases as you go.
1: This will be, that was the second time I've ever played it, and the first time was a couple of months ago. First time, I didn't quite understand it. It took a little bit to get used to. I've never seen a game quite set out like this before. But that second time, I, I think I, I got it almost pretty much down. You had a lot more cards in your deck than I did, probably double at least. Really? Yeah, you had a lot. Oh,
0: of- yeah, I, I concentrated on buying things because I was going to let you attack everything.
1: Yeah, I think that's what happened. Like, I enjoyed attacking stuff. I was killing things out of face hugger. I got rid of that. You had a couple. Yeah, you, you kept getting face huggers.
0: Yeah, I got all the older face huggers. Face huggers like me. And like, I got you, sexy face huggers <laughs> now. Musk, Musk, Musk.
1: You can yeah. play. Um, you're using the characters from the movies, like Ripley and Hicks and Dallas, and I think that really brings a sort of like immerses you into that particular movie mm-hmm. than having to play like. Like, the Specialist is a nothing character, mm-hmm. and the Grunt is a nothing character, and I don't really care about them. But if I was to use Ripley, I kind of care a bit more.
0: Mm. Well, uh, I've you get to play essentially like a, a movie. You can mix and match things a little bit, but I played the basic, the, like the introductory one, which is Alien, and I played Aliens. I, I think I like Aliens a little bit more. I, yeah. I, I think that kind of the cards seem to be a little bit more interesting. Like, you, you tended to coordinate more... And the the basic guys that you get, you get specialists and grunts to start off with. They make sense putting them into the aliens movie. It doesn't make sense putting them in the alien movie because there's no one else on that ship.
1: So you do have a, a, you have three missions to do, is it?
0: Um, yeah. So or objectives. Yeah, you have three objectives. You you have an, you start the game and you've got three objectives which you have to get through. And the cards will come out, and the order in which they come out will generally match the objectives. So the objectives might say find this card. And you will end up trying to find that cart as it comes up. You'll scan rooms and eventually try and get it while, you know, fending off aliens.
1: I found that a pretty good... Uh, because the first mission was to th- uh, kill three of this particular thing. And we did that. I thought I'd, I thought we'd actually won.
0: We had to murder some colonists.
1: And then there was... The second one was... Uh, Set up some sentry guns. Yep. And move them to two empty rooms. Yep. And then the third one was, was to kill the queen. Yeah, So the... The whole point of the game is it to go through the movie. So you do Alien, mm-hmm. you do that. Once you've completed, you do Aliens, then mm-hmm. ali- and that's what you're supposed to do. Or
0: well, you, that's I, I guess what you're intended to do. You go Aliens, you go Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and then you do another film if you feel like it. I do feel like it. You you can also just like mix things up. Yep. So we you put all the film characters from in one film, you put them all together if you're going to play the film. But what you can also do is you go okay. I want to play a game with all the Ripleys from the three different films. Hmm. And you mix them together, okay. shuffle them together, and now you can play just like Ripley is um, trying to complete Alien all by herself so she no longer has the rest of the other useless guys that get killed.
1: The 70s hair Ripley? Yeah. The bold Ripley? Mm-hmm.
0: And then the 70s hair Ripley again for the other film.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it was an awesome game. I really liked it, and I... I would probably buy it one day, mm-hmm. but to play it three movies in a row, like that game we played, Aliens, that took us probably a good hour. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do all of them,
0: I don't think you'd do all on no. the same day. Like it, it's like you know, like we're playing um, Imperial Assault or any of the other games, any of the other kind of campaign games. It's just like a shorter campaign. Like yeah. okay, we're going to play alien and generally what will happen is that you'll play alien and you'll die um
1: we didn't really come near
0: death at all that's because I tweaked the difficulty uh did you yeah um so the thing with this game is that it is it's really really hard when you start off like the instruction booklet um is not very helpful about telling you kind of how to get at the right difficulty okay so um the first time like you just put like one extra card into the deck which makes it kind of supposed to be like that's the correct difficulty you play it on but when I've played it with people they've just said like there's no way we can win this like it's just been too hard like it seems like there's no way you can get past so instead of putting one card in I went all the way up to three cards okay and that's three extra cards in the deck so that makes it just kind of stretch out a little bit and just be that bit easier
1: yeah it was like I think I had 11 uh, health mm-hmm. and all the way through I think I got hit early on so I had nine for the rest of the game whenever I did try to take a strike, I did have a card that would remove that strike. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a little bit harder would be probably better next time. Mm -hmm. But for that first go to get used to it, that was good.
0: So I think if if you're interested in the game after we talk about it a little bit more, the the correct answer is put in two drone cards when you're assembling decks. Two drone cards into each deck. I think that's the correct answer. One is too hard, one will fuck you up really bad. Three we found a little bit easy, although maybe the Aliens film is easier than the Alien. We don't know. But put in two. Two's right.
1: Um, my my only, like, looking at the game, my only grievance, and I talked about this just before, was the name. That's the only thing I had a problem with, was mm. Legendary encounters, a- encounters is misleading to me. It doesn't mention the aliens in the title, but as we said, there is an extended title mm-hmm. that has aliens in it. But um, a-
0: I think it's called Legendary Encounters, colon, alien... The Alien deck building game. Yeah. Ah. TM.
1: Well, you've got the Alien the way it's written, where the where the eye is like a like a, a bursting, like an eye like an eyeball, or it's like an egg, egg? opening. I think or it's something. an
0: egg. I think it's supposed to be an
1: egg. Yeah, and because the franchise has got a huge following and commercial success, I didn't know why they wouldn't plast that huge on the box. Mm. So you could catch your it'll catch your eye from across the room and go, "What is that?" If I saw a Legendary encounters across the room, I wouldn't probably walk mm. over to it.
0: There's a few things in this game that, like, I just don't think are really well done, and that's one of them. And I think it's because these guys they're they're just kind of entering the board game sphere, okay. like they don't have as much experience. So there's a few things in the rulebook which just like aren't great. It's not a great rulebook. It takes a little bit to learn, and it's a, it's a bit hard to find some things. And actually setting up the game is. Like the first time we came over, I'm like, okay, I, I, I've opened the box. i kind of looked through. Let's, let's. I'm gonna go around to Mitch's place and we're gonna play the game. And then I'm like, okay, we'll just start getting the cards together. And then we realized that not only did they not put all the cards like in the right order, but they were just like in the worst order possible. And we had to like individually sort one out. So that took like 45 minutes. And then we got to play a game. Yeah. And that was annoying because it d- it didn't say like. The first time you set up the game, because I read the rule book and everything first, you're going to have to sort out the cards. Or it didn't say, you know, these are the cards that are in the game and this is your deck list and stuff. It just, like, started going through the instruction book. and I'm like, why aren't they in the right order?
1: I don't know. Well, I saw you looking at the rule book and I just looked at it and went, geez, that's not set out. It's just, like, pages of, of type.
0: Yeah. With, with most things you expect kind of, you have a layout, you have a couple of instructions, you have kind of
1: diagrams and stuff.
0: But it's mostly just text after text after text. Text,
1: text. I want arrows. Break it down. Make it easy for me. Put the headings large so I have to refer back to it. I can do that easy. I looked and went, I would never read that. Mm. It's just too too long, too much. So I really enjoyed it. It's different from a lot of games that I've played in the past. Um, Yeah, and I'd definitely like to play it again. Okay. Um,
0: I would like to talk about it more after we talk about the next game.
1: You want to talk about it more after we talk about Space Hulk? Yes. Okay.
0: That was the transition. It was very similar. Yes. Good good job.
1: <laughs> okay, Space Hulk um, is a two player game. It was released originally released in nineteen eighty nine, which is based in the Warhammer forty thousand or forty K
0: universe. And we're we're talking about it here, not because it's an alien like it's an alien film franchise game, but it does take a lot of things from that. And especially like it
1: does feel
0: Really, really close to
1: aliens. It does. It their their gene stealers, which are their aliens, look kind of similar. Not like sort of.
0: Yeah. Well, well, like you could paint them to look pretty much exactly like
1: aliens. Yeah, I mean they, they have. don't have the big bulbous head as such. And they no, haven't... they have a kind of a, a bulby head. It goes back a bit. Doesn't yeah, it? it's yeah. A, it's
0: bulby, not like it's not like a full phallus
1: no. as Geiger <laughs> imagined. No. Um second edition was released in 96 and re- with revamped artwork and miniatures. The third edition, which were, uh, that we played with Peter, is from 2009. And I read that it sold out of all its pre-orders three days before its release. And fourth edition came out last year, 2014. Uh, Games Workshop website sold out in 24 hours after its pre-order release. Um, there was apparently a thing after third edition where, like, the
0: reason it sold out so quickly is that they said, like, we are never going to do another Space Hulk. Everybody, get in right now because it's never going to be released again. And they've started to having some financial difficulties, so they changed their
1: minds. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. Um, I didn't even know. Like, because I have Space Crusade, mm-hmm. and that was from my childhood. Yes. And it's almost exactly the same game, but it is that introductory sort of simplified level. And this is more. Mm-hmm. And I was and I was like, what Space Hulk? And I looked at it and I went, oh, that's Space Crusade with a different name. But it's harder?
0: Yeah, no, Space Hulk is the kiddified version. So uh, Space Hulk is released by Gaines Workshop. I believe Space True State is actually released by... Milton Bradley. Yeah, or Hasbro, I think, depending on the area. Uh,
1: It's actually in this room over there. I can see the MB on it. Okay, let's believe Mitch then yeah I mean, we did play that as well, yeah, that so was a couple of months
0: ago. you've heard Milton Bradley because they do a lot of other board games, yeah. so they do more traditional stuff like and figurines and stuff, yes, Scrabble and like what you think of when you think of board games, so candyland life or all, all those traditional board games that you know you used to play as a kid. That's the company that released that, so they got together with games workshop who dubbed you know the more geeky board games they got together and they made a kidified version of yeah.
1: introductory, yes. drug game, yes. Okay, space hulk is, a, is um, a, a space hulk is a derelict sort of spaceship. Is it sort of wandering through space? We don't quite know what why it's there.
0: I think it's like you know, like an abandoned abandoned, abandoned spaceship.
1: Yep, so that's a space hulk, and uh, the space marines, which you might be uh, familiar with from Warhammer, they look pretty similar—big, bulky armor with humans inside. Mm-hmm. I assume.
0: So th- that's kind of like one key difference between aliens and this kind of film is that. Your, your Marines, they're not just like guys carrying guns, they are guys in big suits.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I love the look of them, I always have I thought they look awesome um, So yeah, your Marines are sent to investigate a space Hulk, so you kind of dock into this Hulk, and you soon learn that you are not alone and these Hulks are overrun by aliens, or what they call Gene Stealers. I don't think they ever use the term aliens that I can recall, but um, they're sort of cross between the traditional, as we talked about the, the xenomorph Geiger get that cross it with like an animal that maybe like claws mm. it's got I think it's got teeth and two eyes from memory um, and, and
0: the, it is a patriarchal society instead of a matriarchal society okay so it like the, one of the one of the cool things and one of the really uh I guess interesting things and disturbing things about like, alien there's there's always like that strange undercurrent where it's kind of there's like a little bit of gender politics in there um, and because it's just, like, games workshop. are like, ah oh, fuck it. Let's just make them all dudes.
1: Hmm. The Gene Stealers? Or the Marines?
0: No, the Gene Stealers. Okay. Gene Stealers. So instead of, like, there being an alien queen... Yeah. ...which, like, if you're thinking about, you know, kind of traditional kind of movies back in the 70s, like, the big bad guy would be, like, a like a big beefy dude, right? Well, they
1: could all be female. We don't know. Do yeah.
0: No, I'm I'm saying the big bad guy in this one is a big bad guy as opposed to a big bad girl. Oh, okay. So you can't say, get away from her, you bitch. Oh.
1: Do we see the big bad guy? No.
0: No. We, we, you guys only played the introductory mission.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so the board is set out into pieces like uh, or like tiles, like a jigsaw. Like if you've ever played um, Imperial Assault or Descent, you'll be familiar with these pieces that you got to kind of click together and form the board. That's time-consuming, but I don't really mind that. That's it. I think it improves the game where each board is going to be different set up. Uh, you have a mission to complete. It may be anything from knocking out a computer system to rescuing someone. I can't quite recall what...
0: You had to not die.
1: Yeah, I think that, that was, was... your mission. Oh, I had to have seven guys left, mm-hmm. and Peter had to have five mm-hmm. gene stealers yeah. left, something like that.
0: Yeah, you, so you, you played the introductory mission, which was pretty much... You've got your <laughs> spaceship here, and you go up to the Space Hulk, you know, boarding tubes open. You go and you start shooting, and you've got to try and be as alive as possible at the end of the 12th round.
1: It was um, so one player obviously plays marines and one plays the uh, gene Steelers. I found the marines. I was quite surprised that they move. Well, I wasn't surprised. They they move slow. Um, they don't. well, they, they are wearing the bulky armor. Obviously heavy. Um, so say you're facing to the right and you want to move to the left. You can you can you can spend one action moving ninety degrees, and then spend another action completing it to make that one eighty turn.
0: So you are these like guys in these big kind of massive power suits. So that are kind of full of armor. So if you have got to turn, you got to go zik 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 like bit by bit. So it you have like action points that you can spend on your turn and it's you spend one action point to move forward, one action point to move, two action points if you actually want to back up because the suits aren't made for that. You got to cuz go... and if you want to like turn all the way
1: around, zig 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 I mean, that's understandable, but I just found it frustrating sometimes when I I need to turn around because there was like a whole bunch of Gene Stealers coming at me, or I need to get away quickly or back up. It would have been good to back up, but I didn't want to spend the action moves doing that. So it's it's there's hard decisions in that. Yeah, uh, the Gene Stealers move quicker. Obviously, the aliens they're more sleek. They don't aren't covered in armor, um, and they appear as as blips. Or is it bleeps? Blips? Blips. Blips. So, like, you know, blip. Blip on a radar. Blip. blip you have, to- you have blip. these little tokens that are blips. You put They're them They're in out. the walls, man. Yep, so you can see where they are. But underneath the tokens can either have one, two, or three. So when they become visual range or the person playing the gene stealers, can they flip them any I can't quite recall. Um, I'm not sure either. I was not sure. If they come into visual range, they would get flipped over. Most of the ones that are flipped over for me were three. So you put three gene stealers in their place. And then um and then I guess they attack. And then yeah, yeah. throughout the game more gene stealers come. So if you're playing the gene stealers you do refresh your aliens, they do come in. So you're constantly under attack. Um, we played what did we play? We you played, played fourth edition. Well I wrote in fourth edition, but I think it was third edition. No, you played fourth. I thought it was two thousand nine. No, yeah, I'm, I was, I'm pretty sure okay.
0: uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Peter bought the most recent one. Which is fourth.
1: Yeah, he had painted them, which made them look awesome. In my opinion, they uh, they really gave it m- a better experience, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, I played, uh, you know, my descent action figures are not painted. Mm-hmm. So when you play, all the heroes look the same. Mm-hmm. He did a good job painting them. They looked awesome. Um, there, the other thing is that when you play the Marines, you do get a time limit. And that is an actual egg timer, which I'm yet to see again. in A sand movie. timer. Was there a sand timer? Yeah,
0: an egg timer is a different thing.
1: So the timer, I think it will give you a couple minutes. I'm not sure how long, but you you have that. So when it's your turn, you flip it, and then you've got that time to decide where you're going and to move everyone. And I did run out of time a couple of times. It adds that extra pressure, which I think is good in this game because that's what you would be under pressure if you're being attacked by aliens on a space hulk. And you also do
0: have, uh, like, ten guys, each which have four action points. So that's, like, 40 little points to spend uh, across, like, a whole team, and you have extra action points on top of it. So, like, if you took your time, you could be, like, have a turn for, like, ten minutes. So it it is good that they, I think, that they do give you that time limit. It helps speed up the game as well. It
1: does. It did speed up quite a lot. I don't think you get the timer for the first couple of rounds. Yeah. And then, or well, that might just be the introductory round I'm not sure, and then the, and then the timer comes into it um, yeah, Space Hulk was dark and gritty it, gave, it did give me the experience of panic uh, while playing it, and the gene steal is coming at you um, the time limit did add that extra pressure it uh, forces you to think ahead um, it, it's it's somewhat it's definitely a grown up version of Space Crusade and I, I, I really like Space Hulk a lot did you like it?
0: Yes, yes, yes. You,
1: you kind of, well, me and Peter played, and yeah, you sort uh, of helped me out. Uh,
0: I, I, I didn't, I didn't really play too much. I, I was, I was more watching and trying to push you a little
1: bit if I, if, if I had like a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I, I was concerned, not not like not concerned, but I, I don't like playing the bad guys. Hmm. I hate playing the Overlord and Descent. I don't know why. I always want to play the hero. But when it comes to these games where you play like a hero or a villain, and one of you has to play the villain, I, I never really loved that idea. But um, like, um I'd be happy to play the Gene Steelers here a couple of times. But if you're going to run through the campaign, then you'd want to play the, the Marines throughout the whole lot. And I wasn't sure if playing like uh, the soldiers versus aliens sort of gameplay would get tiresome after a few...
0: Well, you, like the, you do have a mission, so so things you do have a campaign, so things kind of change a little bit over time. Um, they also do have expansions, like they do for anything that want to drag more money out of you, so you can you know get like extra kind of figures
1: and stuff in. Oh, cool! Yeah, that would be good because a lot of the gene stealers are you get a whole bulk that are the same and sort of in this sort of like poised, ready to strike, and then you get ones that are like hanging off a wall. Covered in skulls or something,
0: and the wall somehow moves with them throughout the. (laughs) I know some people have the. They say it kind of ruins the game a little bit because like if you've got a guy that's running, okay, he's running, he's running throughout the whole game, that's fine. Or he's holding up a gun, that's fine. But if you've got like a gene stealer that is like perched on a wall, Mm. it means like they're going on the wall the whole game, which is
1: a little bit weird. But eh. does it take you out of the game? It's a little bit weird. It's fine. It's fine. I noticed that too, and I went, wonder why they did that, but that's okay. Well, it's
0: like they made a choice. They went with more dynamic versus necessarily more makes sense, which is fine. They can make choices. They're artists.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to check out the expansion packs for sure, see what they have. So um,
0: with both of these games, like we've kind of been skirting around and trying to do kind of entry level games a little bit throughout the podcast, entry to medium. And these ones are not that at all. They're kind of reasonably complex. They take a little bit to get into, and they do not have an entry level price point, which is kind of something that is like important to say, because like before you like if you were going to buy these games, like you, this is not like something that you can you'll just go in and you know like drop twenty bucks or drop forty bucks and get, I believe, uh, legendary Encounters, I think I got it for eighty. Oh really?
1: I think that's pretty good for the amount of cards you get. Yes,
0: yeah, but it, you know it is a significant expense, and Space Hulk. I, I think full price is like two hundred. Really? Yeah. It is expensive. Jeez. Um if you um if you play forty K, if you play Warhammer, you can actually use the figures in that, so it can be a little bit um I can actually like a pretty good buy for that. But if you just want to play the game, it is expensive. And we also got like a like a really easy experience because we did not build the miniatures, we did not cut them out and glue them together which is something that you have to do. Yeah. And we did not have to paint them. So we we, we got everything done for us, and, they, and, and the game kind of handed to us in prison, and presented where it was absolutely lovely. Whereas like, if you want to have that experience, you have to put in a lot of work first. A lot
1: of work, yeah. Do you remember if the miniatures were plastic or, or metal?
0: I believe they're plastic,
1: yeah. Plastic. I mean, overall, I think it was an awesome Alien game for sure. Very, very different from Legendary Encounters. If you do want that... Uh, dungeon crawler in space field that'll be the definitely the one to go for um i also think that i w- could only really play easy entry-level games but i'm working up to medium ones and both of these ones took a game or two to get used to but other than that you're up and running um there might be youtube videos i show you how to how to play you know read the book play with friends sit down you can work it out together i mean i'd say go and grab it for 200 bucks? No, Space Hulk. Oh.
0: Yeah, you have to grab it for 200 bucks. Like, you can't just take it.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, pay for it. Don't steal it. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, even Legendary Encounters, grab that. Not pay for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just sit down and work it out. It's it's not overly complex. It is a little bit. But a couple games, you'll get it.
0: I think these games are really interesting from a, from a kind of thematic perspective, which is kind of what we're talking about here. We're talking about not just about games, but about kind of how pop culture influences games and how those stories come throughout the games. So I think they're quite interesting because, for me, uh, Alien, Alien Legendary Deck Building Encounter, Deck Building Legendary Game, mm-hmm. that one, yeah. um, it's essentially like it's a deck building game and they've thrown Alien on top of it. So there are some actually really interesting things in the game and there are some interesting things that are actually more thematic that we didn't get into because... It seems like they're kind of tacked on and they don't actually make sense until you're able to play the game, you know, a dozen or so time, <coughs> times and integrate them in. So there's actually a thing where if you get like a, a face hugger, mm-hmm. the face hugger goes on you. If you can't get the face hugger off, then you get a chest burster. And then if the chest burster comes out, it comes through your chest and you turn into an alien. Mm-hmm. And you start being on the alien team working against everyone else. Or you can also play with like a secret company player. So, like in all the movies, like. You've got like a a group of people that are kind of working together to fight off the alien threat, and then there's this one douchebag who's trying to like save the alien so they can use it for secret weapon weaponry and clone it,
1: whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's one guy who's going to be that guy, and essentially he wants to get everyone dead, and then and he turns over his and He's like, "Guess what, guys? I'm the bad guy," and he wins if he's the last one standing.
1: Can I play that person next time?
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to do with two people. Okay. Um, it's hard to do because it, you know. Uh, essentially what happens is that you hand everyone one card that says oh, you're good or bad, and there's one card left over. So it's possible there could be no traders, but with two people you'd pretty much just try and kill the person next year.
1: So, by thematic overlay do you mean like they create the game first and put Alien on top of it? Yeah. But integration is the facehugger aspect yeah. making it unique to the movie?
0: Well, for, for me, like those things, like it, like for the whole concept of the game i get the alien thing and i'm seeing alien things on cards i'm like oh that was in the movie that line was in the movie i remember that yeah. but it like it doesn't quite come through like all the way like it doesn't quite make sense you have to give it like a little bit of a, okay oh, these guys weren't technically in this movie and i don't really understand why i'm like buying cards and actually what i am in the game is that you're not one of the people right mm. you're not one of the people you're an avatar Yeah. And you're like a generic role, and that role you use to buy people, and then those people come through in specific moments. So you're kind of like a weird, vague, ethereal spirit that is somehow controlling people and buying them, and then those guys are doing special abilities.
1: That's what I always have an issue with. Like, I need things explained. Like, I can't just take this at value that this is something that happens. Mm-hmm. I need to know why. Storyline wise, we are doing this.
0: From what I've heard, that uh, com- opposed to the superhero one, opposed to Marvel Legendary, like this has more thematic integration. But if I compare this to Space Hulk, there's so much in Space Hulk that, like, not just like, oh, oh yeah, I kind of see how this rule makes sense. But there's so much that like just like makes you feel that you're in that spaceship. Mm. So you've got the a thing where with when you're generally like playing games, you know, you roll a dice. And if you there's a special number that you hit, like a 5 or a 6, and then you hit, and you do damage, in Space Hulk it's only ever a 6. So there's only one result you can get that you're actually able to hit. And that just makes it, like, way more tense. Like, there's aliens coming through, and you're like, okay, I've got to roll a 6, I've got to roll a 6. And then you're also, like, when you're rolling, you're rolling two dice, which, okay, that's a little bit more likely to hit. But if I get doubles, my gun jams. Yeah,
1: and that's a new aspect. I think they came in third edition. Mm.
0: So it's like, oh, my, my gun is jammed now, and so there's those, those things, and like I'm a big, I'm in a big hulking armor, and there's aliens coming up behind me, but I can't turn around and shoot it. And you know the blips are moving, and then you reveal them, and there's all these little things that, for me, just like make it, like it makes it feel like you're there.
1: Yep, and it it's it doesn't take you out of the game. It does bring me back to how aliens attack in not just the Alien franchise movies. In, in any Alien movie, they don't just come from one direction. They come from every direction. So you're, you're board the Space Hulk and then you're instantly split up because you can see the blips are coming from left, right, and middle. So you have to get some of your guys turned around. Some have like a chainsaw sort of thing and others have like a, a larger gun and some have a flamethrower. So you need to mobilize these guys in a way that, uh, okay, so there's a lot of gene stealers coming from this way. I'll send this guy this way. I'll send these guys this way. So instantly your team split up, and that was sort of a hard thing to do, but that's something that um, I can relate to from any sort of Aliens movies because they don't come from one area, they come from all areas.
0: For me, Aliens is... Like, Legendary Encounter is okay. It represents the movie, but it's not... Like, I don't actually like deck-building games that much. I'm not super enthused about cooperative games. So for me, like... I'm going to play it for a little bit more, but I'm only really going to play it when other people want to play it. Whereas Space Hulk, there's lots of things that I saw in Space Hulk. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I want to play more.
1: Do you want to play the Gene Steelers? Or, yeah. Or the Marines? I think,
0: the, the like, the Marines are cool. They're, defi- yeah. they're definitely cooler. You, like, if you can choose between, like, having a big guy with a gun and kind of just running around as a weird space alien rat, you want to be the big guy with the gun. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I'm like I'm happy with competitive, cooperative, head-on-head games, so I could do whatever. Hmm. And from the other games that... Um, so, the other day, we actually played a few games on the same day. We played Space Hulk, we played Imperial Assault, and we played Shadows of Brimstone. Yep. And they're all campaign games. Yep. Um, and for me, like, Space Hulk was the game that I was most interested in. If I was going to sit down and play, like, a long campaign, I would prefer to play Space Hulk. But I don't think I'm going to pay $200... And build my own thing and paint it. Would paint it be a big? I oh, wouldn't be point? that bi- It wouldn't be that much of an issue. You just
1: know that at some point these are going to need to be painted.
0: Yeah, I, I I probably wouldn't paint them, but I don't think I don't think if if I had more money and I had more time, I would go for Space Hulk over Legendary Encounters, but I don't.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, I'd probably go only because I have Space Crusade. And I'm familiar with it. I'd probably go Space Hulk as well. But, you know, it'd be always good to have legendary encounters in the game's cupboard mm. when someone wants to play it. So those are the two games we played the last couple of weeks. Was there any other Aliens games that we saw around that we couldn't play, didn't get a chance to play?
0: Um, there is one. Hmm. Um, and it's actually available for a print and play online, I believe. Okay. Um, that was released a while ago. And there's, there's one that's kind of way, way back. But there's an alien games which you can find online, which I will find out more about and put the link in the notes.
1: Cool, yeah, I took some photos, so we'll put them up when the podcast goes up. Um,
0: should well, so we've we've talked about the aliens games, and we've talked about the films a little bit. Are you excited about the new film? What new film the The Alien Number five, which is actually not alien number five, is actually Alien number three redone.: Oh, really. So,
1: I, I I've heard rumors of it. I don't know. That's all I know.
0: Oh no! It, it, it's definitely been a la- uh, announced. The director of District Nine, oh, Elysium, cool. and that other movie that I saw that Chappy. I didn't like, Chappie,
1: hmm. Blomkamp. Oh, yeah,
0: oh, Neil Blomkamp. Yep. Blomp- he, he's got a name.
1: He's a very good director. Uh, oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, District Nine was good. District Nine was good. Elysium was pretty good. Did you see Chappie? No.
0: I I have. Chappie makes me nervous <laughs> because there's some things about that movie that's that's really great. Like I think it's directed reasonably well, but like from a story angle, there's just just like problems that you uh, cannot have. Yeah. in a movie like that. Even
1: Elysium had a lot of problems like that.
0: Like you, you, I, I just I just pray to God, yeah, <laughs> uh, God being Ridley Scott, yeah, that like someone like just takes the script and goes through it and actually script doctors it that that actually goes through it and guides it and makes sure the line makes sense makes sure that there's an actual story that goes through makes sure all those fantastic things that for me were great about the Aliens films and that it's also why I say Alien, Aliens and Alien 3 because for me like <laughs> they did not get that right in, in Alien Resurrection it was just like there's these really great things like it's they're essentially all kind of like about it, like a family unit about people coming together and going against like an outside force. And there's also like a great kind of trilogy thing where you start with Ripley in the beginning and she's like a young woman. And then she actually like, she kind of evolves to where she's like a, like a mother figure and she's like more experienced in the second film. And in the third film, like she's it's almost like it's like that archetypal maid mother crone where she's like gone to like the, the other thing and she's, like, she's pretty much, like, ready to die. She's just like, this shit has to end. Mm. And then they, they just bring her back and, like, uh. and this is a film where we go around and shoot aliens.
1: I, yeah, I'd hate for them to just take advantage of the franchise name and the brand just for the sake of doing another movie. If they could incorporate, as you said, a decent storyline. Because mm. when you've got, like, this action director with you know, they'll probably just give him whatever money he wants. Mm-hmm. He's made a lot of money. He's made good movies. It's going to have Sigourney Weaver in it, I assume. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an Aliens movie. They're going to give it the budget, but I don't want to go... Like, we saw Avengers Age of Ultron mm-hmm. uh, during the week, and some of the dialogue was cringeworthy. I thought it was fine. It's...
0: It's a it's a superhero movie. This boosted shape, say cheesy one-liners. It's but fine. Even
1: Ultron, like Ultron, this thing, like, there's some of the stuff he says, I was like... Like, he just wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. But that's just me, maybe.
0: But uh, um, I, I think a lot of people had the same opinion of you. Like, they thought it was, like, a pretty mediocre movie. Like, it was a fairly okay movie. But for me, like, I, I, I saw, like, the little opening credits, and that pretty much looked like CGI, them ducking, weaving into to each other. And it looked, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to like this. <laughs> and then they started talking, and I'm like, oh, they're cool guys.
1: Why well, am I going to go on a fun trip? And I went on a fun trip. It was fun. It was fun. I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm lo- I am looking for the new Aliens movie, and I will probably see it in the first couple of weeks since it comes out.
0: I I think it, it's quite a while off, but you they have released kind of some concept art and stuff that you can find online. They've definitely linked the director in there, and I believe he has said that Alien, Aliens, and I'm replacing Alien 3. I, so,
1: Which is like a... That was so unique to the other movies, though. Yeah...
0: I, I do kind of understand it, like, but if you go from, like, the kind of idea of, like, things building, Alien small movie, Alien's, like, bigger movie, yeah. Alien 3 back
1: to small movie again. Back to one Alien again.
0: Yeah. It, like, it kind of seems like they, should, they could have gone bigger and, ah, uh,
1: but... Well, what are they going to show? The Alien's, like, homeworld? world? Yeah.
0: Because that worked out well in that other movie that we're not going to talk about.
1: And I assume that there's a if there's a queen alien, I assume there's going to be a king alien around somewhere. No, 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 no. It's it's all, it's all feminine. It's just all queen. Yeah. Yay, Matriarchy. Are You're going to be bigger than a. You're going to be a, a queen, queen, like a bigger queen are you going to say, like the alien planet. How are you going to survive that? What's Ripley going to do? Yeah, I'm excited for it. A couple of years away though.
0: Yeah. I, I with all these things, I'm always equally excited and anxious. <laughs> Because it could be so good, but they could ruin it for yeah, everybody.
1: don't go in with expectations. Like when I went and saw the new Ninja Turtles, zero expectations. Mm-hmm. I wasn't disappointed with zero, because it wasn't mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah, uh, so I went into Avengers Age of Ultron, and I had medium expectations. Like, I thought it was going to be not that great, and I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Oh, buy it on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and watch it again.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a an extra recommendation for you. What's that? Um, the documentary Jodorowsky's Dune. Before Alien, before David Lynch's film, there was this big film they were trying to make from Frank Herbert's Dune, and it didn't work out. But, like, the stuff that they were actually doing on it was really, really innovative and exciting, and it ended up leading to a lot of other stuff. And there's a documentary, um, I think it's been out for a couple years now, Um, but you can actually, like, see, like, the stuff that they were doing on Dune and it looks not at all similar to Frank Herbert's Dune. There's some stuff in there, but they go in like crazy places, and it's nothing like David Lynch's Dune, but a lot of the kind of teams they get together, a lot of the artwork there, you can actually see it in the Alien film. Mm. I believe the the story writer and the producer for the original Alien was um, the special effects artist on Jodorowsky's Dune. Oh, so it's actually really interesting to kind to see, and like the art and absolutely is fantastic. And there's um, some art you can actually see from Geiger that was like done for Jodorowsky's Dune okay. that you actually see is finally coming out in Prometheus yeah. because it's just like not going anywhere. So we actually got it into a film. That's cool. So check it out, Jodorowsky's Dune. Um, J O D O R O W S K Y, I think, Jodorowsky.
1: Did you like Prometheus? I didn't see it. I haven't seen it. No. Did you like it? I did. Okay. I liked it a lot. Should I see it? Um. Yeah, you should see it. I don't know if you'll like it, though. Okay. I don't know.
0: I I, I heard that it has the same problems that I have with Chappie, whereas, like, I am a scientist. I am doing something that makes no fucking sense.
1: Yeah. Just have low expectations go in. Like oh, really? I really enjoyed it. I mean, I definitely want to see it again in it even though they say it's not part of the alien franchise it it seems to be like cuz the, it's the ship prometheus from alien yeah like it it is part of the alien universe was it is it really scott i think yeah it's it really is. scott yeah he said that I, don't know, I thought he said it didn't have anything to do with it but
0: because he has made all great movies none of them have been bad whatsoever <laughs> they've all been like number one hits <laughs>
1: Um, if you have any comments or ideas for a podcast or want to just let us know anything, it's tablepoppop at gmail.com. Tablepoppop? Pop? Yep.
0: Oh, tablepoppop. Pop. Ah, so it's good that I say that thing at the end of every episode because yeah, it reminds yeah. people. Well,
1: I that's why you're doing it. Oh. Yeah, I couldn't get tablepop at gmail for whatever reason, but tablepoppop. Pop.
0: Yeah, and you can um, contact us on Twitter. Uh, Are we on
1: Twitter? W- w- individually, we're on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Individually, on Twitter.
0: So you can find me at Endgame Games.
1: I think on Mitchell's books.
0: I can't quite remember. Um, if you find me, you'll be able to see that I'm following Mitchell somehow. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah. Um, Twitter, I don't use a whole lot, but you can definitely comment or ask us a question on there. Uh, we're on Stitcher.
0: Yeah, we are. We, I am, I made us on more things. Mm. We are on the iTunes. We are on the Stitcher. We are on either Intune or TuneIn. One of those two things. I, I submitted some stuff, and we're on there. If there's a place that you listen to podcasts, and you think we should be on there, let us know via Twitter, via commenting on the actual website. So all Tabletop you can find during your subscription stuff, and you can also find on endgamegames.com slash TablePop.
1: Um, next episode might be about cowboys. We don't know quite mm. yet.
0: Yeah. Aliens versus cowboys.
1: Aliens versus cowboys?
0: No. no. No? That sounded really Aliens funny. versus predators versus cowboys. Cowboy predators. Cowboys. <laughs> That's it. That, that, that that sounds like something we should not
1: talk about. Just take my money. Okay. Take my money. All right. Well, that wraps it up for... Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, let's go. Yep. Nope. Roll high or go home. Pop, pop.